One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What is that? That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home. They never go home. They never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine. It's not that at all. It's the opposite of that. It's to persuade us of the world outside of that. That's why sport's important. The Republic of Ireland's World Cup campaign is underway, regardless of the result, Murph. I enjoyed watching it in the office with you yesterday on oh. our 38-inch television. A perfectly adequate screen size for an office of this size, despite really what the crit- the keyboard warriors are saying online. I really just don't understand it, On, mm. uh, I mean, I'm, I may actually have lost my temper worse yesterday when you put these two... Maybe I was projecting a small... I may have been a little upset about the result as well. But I mean, I just got really angry. No, I should we don't be able need to... seventy-two-inch TVs. No, yeah, and by the way, no great need. No one does. No, absolutely no but one. If you're in a cinema, literally, if you have, if you are the owner of a private <laughs> cinema, then yes, you need a seventy-two-inch television. Otherwise, just no. It's just it's it's grotesque. It's uh, it's uh, obscene, and I, for one. I, I wouldn't have it on. Calm down there, fella. Sorry. See, I've got you going again. The big Sorry. news pre-match was the injury to Australian superstar Sam Kerr. The journal Sinead O'Carroll conveyed for us the shock in the press room when that news dropped. Oh my God, the Sam Kerr thing was so fascinating. So the press room is really busy. Um, like almost all the seats are taken up here in a really big space in the stadium. And, you know, we've been palling around with the Australian journalists and, and talking to them a lot. And uh, Vince was obviously on with me uh, yeah. on Wednesday. And went over to him and a couple of the others um, from the Australian uh, correspondents and they I asked them had they any inkling and uh, they just said not a fucking clue <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they trained in Brisbane yesterday morning Australian time and then they came to Sydney did their familiarisation out on the pitch came and did a press conference with us and Sam Kerr would have been injured during all of that and not a hint. And Sam Kerr is pretty chilled and laid back. And one of the journalists said, you know, keeps their car, keeps her cards really close to her chest. You know, but there was kind of joking and laughing with her and the coach at the press conference. You're saying they knew at that stage, even as she was doing her media stuff, that she wasn't going to be playing. Well, they said it happened on match day minus one at training and they trained in Brisbane at in the morning like that press conference was at oh, 20 past I thought 6 the training was p- that was 6.20pm okay right that's no so some guy was just acting like we we don't know and that's why the journalists here were so stunned like the whole press room the, the murmurs went around the press room Kathleen McNamee from off the ball looked at me and said Sinead and I was like what and she said Sam Kerr's out I was like what mm. and then turned around and realised that everyone had just gone really quiet around 
um, as people tried to figure out like what the hell and how they had kept it so secret. Yeah, because, you know, they did the familiarization out on the pitch. Everyone was just fully togged in tracksuit. Sam Kerr was in a tracksuit, came in, walked pretty normally up in, onto the press box, onto the uh, podium in the press room. Um, but they wouldn't have tr- done anything after that. It was late, it was cold. They would have just gone home at seven o'clock. That's amazing. So the, the that's that's happening there and such a huge bombshell for them. I mean, at that point, did you think that it could have switched, the, the advantage could have switched to us or how much of a difference does it actually make? Is, is it more her iconic status and everything she represents for the tournament as opposed to their quality actually being that much different without her in the team? Yeah, so for me, I was really disappointed to hear Sam Kerr is not going to get, you know, to to play the first, at least first two games. And it doesn't sound great when someone says then, when they say it'll be reassessed at that stage. So I'm disappointed for her, really disappointed for the tournament. And they were two of my initial thoughts, to be honest, um, before turning to Ireland. And I, you know, when something happens last minute like that, it can, it can go either way or it can kind of remain neutral for a team you know everyone can kind of rally around let's do it for Sam or let's make sure that we have something to play for if Sam gets back so you know it, it's not necessarily always a positive but then on the other side you don't have to deal with Sam Kerr okay. on the pitch so um, I asked afterwards I asked Courtney Brosnan and Kara Caruso um, what the reaction in the dressing room was and actually sounded pretty similar to how it happened in the press room um, they said that it you know kind of murmured there was like this like traveling murmur around the the dressing room that Sam Kerr was out and then there was a few um positional uh and tactical changes that they talked through um and then they just said right out of our minds we play our game and we play um you know what we're not going to concentrate that on that too much but they did say there was a bit of conversation about uh changes of, of positioning and things like that Murph my initial reaction to the Sam Kerr news bothered you somewhat I, I also realized having replayed that quest that bit with Sinead that I asked her something along the same lines wasn't it terrible for the tournament <laughs> that Sam Kerr was injured yes but you I, and your precious tournament it, was just, it just it just felt like it was a big blow to the host nation and then I was, then I was like well, hang on we're playing that why do I care about Australia right now the tournament isn't the biggest yeah the biggest issue. What can I say? I'm, I'm, look, I just, I just love the, the bigger picture. I'm a big picture guy, like Rob Carney. Hope you're enjoying the tournament. And you know, listen, great, thanks, Rob, and all the rest. And you know, Sam Carroll enjoyed the tournament. You know, she's still going to get to play in some knockout games. You know, Australia will do the business. They'll get out of the group, I'm sure. Now that they've won their first game, come on. Here's a just relax section of our immediate post-match chat after we had moved upstairs from our tiny TV to our more than adequate sized recording table. You know, so Ireland's approach to the game is kind of what you, what everyone, what what everyone expects, which is to say the kind of sort of Trapatoni-ish, we're a little bit Trapatoni-like, mm. um, and it's really kind of five-four-one now, like not even sort of three-five-two, um, and Carusa up front as the kind of the lone runner up front, supported supposedly by Shiva, and. Uh, yeah, not not. I mean, really, not a lot going forward no. until that moment when Caruso actually went on, got on a break, and this was one of the most frustrating moments, really. Well, she won the ball herself. She pickpocketed an Australian in possession and then tore off into open country, got away down the left, and this, it's one of those situations where there there are a lot of options and too you many. Can't, you can't pick one. You can't yeah. pick one, and she ended up sort of just passing it inside to, to, to just the defenders five yards away with McCabe running down the overlap screaming mm. at her what and was it was this? kind of one of those where there, there are obviously so she's kind of attacking the left hand side of the goal as she's looking at it she's attacking down that wing 
and like there there are definitely options to her right mm. but the like the easy ball mm. is just to knock it to her knock it to your delay, left delay delay and player, play yeah, to your left yeah. uh, where your best player is screaming for it uh, in loads of room uh, yeah and it was just that's, that was a very frustrating moment and McCabe herself was involved in this running battle with um, Hayley Razo for pretty much throughout the entire game they were like <laughs> kicking themselves at each other I quite enjoyed it and um, at one point was it was it attacking on Razo that uh, it looked like McCabe might have broken her fingers um, she it was the 36th minute I think mm. I was thinking oh no this is the same as, as France or whatever um, <clears throat> where she gets forced off in an injury but she she kind of cleared the ball fell on her left side and it seemed like we were wondering if she'd broken her collarbone or something because it seemed to be what she what mm. she kind of grabbed as she fell but uh, they she they just ended up strapping a few of her fingers together so she obviously played on with this um, she then committed a X-rated challenge uh, almost immediately after the incident you're talking wasn't about it on it was Ra- that was on Rasso yeah, the, the, ta- the, bad, the bad tackle was on Rasso and it wasn't the first bad one on Rasso as you said it was a running battle but that one was Denise O'Sullivan got booked in the first half for innocuous an, an innocuous tackle mm-hmm. there seemed to be a bit of mouthing afterwards maybe that's what the yellow was for but I yeah. think Katie might have been lucky to get away with certainly with a yellow it was the, 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 the post match interview with Katie was good with Tony you know. so there were some uh, pretty f- Physical exchanges here. No, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed, enjoyed it. That. I think they enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, she, she was an absolute pantomime villain. She's getting booed the whole time. Yeah, she's getting, yeah. she getting booed for that stuff. She's getting booed when she was trying to close it, not giving the goalkeeper space to clear the ball. And what the, the the fans' problem with that was. We Ronald O'Donovan and uh, watching Australia was saying that apparently the Aussie TV coverage were highlighting Katie in advance and how great she is. And um, but you know there may have been a reference to the dark arts in there as well. So there's certainly well, a narrative yeah. I think maybe around Katie. We know what the media does. They lie, yeah, lie, lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. The, I, I did think she was actually pretty lucky there. Like he could have seen a red card. You think? I think he could have absolutely. Surprising not to see VAR. Yeah, because because it's because it's straight. Like the only thing is, it wasn't that high, but it was very forceful, and it was studs into the ankle. I like think it, was it proper. would have been. I think it would have been a bit. A bit much. I mean, it was a definite yellow card. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You would find any argument over it here. It was interesting, it wasn't it? How robust the Irish approach was after what we talked about in the build-up and the issues yeah. around the Columbia game and maybe Vera's words inadvertently fired them up, Ken, saying that they... Yeah, well, it, it struck me that, that what McCabe was saying both before the game at the press conference and after the game in the interview was almost directed at Vera. Like, I mean, I'm not saying she, you know, she's a war or what I would. I'm not saying that, but... It, it was like the opposite point, you know what I mean? It's like we we don't shy away. From, she kept saying that, you know, We it, in the pre-match, she was like, it's ingrained in us, our, our love of violence. <laughs> 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 we, we love violence in this country. We don't back down for any, you know, this is the kind of stuff she's saying, which is a bit different from Vera. But so Australia, I mean, we're obviously watching, okay, this guy Gustafsson, you know, he, he, he pretty much laid it out there beforehand. You know, we, we know what to do. You know, we've seen what the problems are. We know what to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turned out that the plan was just to keep uh, hiking the ball over the head of the right wing back Heather Payne, and hope that something happened from that situation. That was it. That was the Australia plan, and uh, it didn't work. But there had to be a lot of blocks. You know, I thought Louise Quinn was probably Ireland's best player. Um, yeah, defensively. If only she could have got her head on one of the many crosses that we created. She well, did. She got her head, but yeah. Oh, at the end, the yeah, minute. yeah, yeah. She got her head on it, but... We'll, we'll come, yeah, we'll get to that. But, the uh, yeah, Quinn, I thought, was very good. I mean, the defenders all um, made the blocks and tackles that they needed to make. So it was nil-nil at halftime, which was, you know, you're thinking this is, this is exactly kind of where we want this game to be. Um, 
just unfortunately then in the second half um, I can't remember what, what, what minute the goal was um, it seemed to be early enough. Oh, it was in. It was forty nine. Yeah. It was very early on in the second half. So that was a real. I mean, this under is just, no well, not, under no pressures overstating. There's a ball, a kind of in swinging diagonal ball from yeah, the left. It's a dangerous ball to deal with, but it's not one of those ones where you have to make the foul. Yeah. You don't have to, to do the goal. Yeah. And Shiva pushes over Rasso. I think some people feel it was a bit a bit harsh. No, it was definitely yeah. penalty. It's a definite it's penalty. No doubt no, about it. I think Rasso may have like realised she wasn't going to get the ball and then just kind of stopped to ensure the contact happened but I mean that this is all stuff that footballers do all the time and that's you know yeah it was just it was a really it was just a really bad moment like it didn't have it, it was not a penalty we had to concede yeah you know Shiva was obviously devastated by it and you know Stayed, stayed on the pitch. Uh, you know, I, I already. I mean, we were, we were sitting here looking at the game, thinking, "Well, you know, I don't really get what we're what we're doing attacking wise here." The problem is we don't have. Whenever we win the ball, which is often, you know, it's it's not like Australia were keeping the ball continually, and we we were not getting yeah. a kick. I mean, we often did win possession. We have chances to to now attack, but there's just nobody really. There there isn't like a flood of players. Forward, you know, our, our our basic approach is very conservative. Yeah, but that's also, I think, in fairness to the players there and the approach, that's also because Caruso up front wasn't actually holding on to the ball in a lot of cases. So, yeah. so there wasn't actually time for people to get forward anyway, which is, you know, you just need those things. You, you need your striker to have the ball stick yeah. to have any chance of getting the support players up there. And yeah, and it wasn't wasn't really happening. Um, By the but, way, just on Shiva, sorry, just, I, I thought the TV director. Fairly, you know, fairly went for the human interest angle there. You know, it's, it's like obviously human they're showing, showing close ups as the penalty's about to be taken, and you can see her wishing this thing is going to be saved by Courtney Brosnan, who had no chance. It was an unbelievable penalty yeah. by Australia, Steph Catley. And the, 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 there's a, the substitution is about to be made. You don't know for definite who's going to come off. Well, maybe you hear it on the sideline first. And before the substitution is even made, the camera lingers on. Yeah. Um, on Shiva later on of course you get the obligatory shot of her looking really upset on the pitch a few minutes later and on the bench yeah, yeah. on the bench I should say yeah, yeah. so that, listen it is it's probably fair enough TV coverage I just kind of thought it was uh, maybe just leave her leave her mm. be for a little while there this is killing me yeah I mean she she got taken off 62 which I thought was even a bit late to be honest I would have maybe um, made the move quicker than that because like once we were 1-0 down this, the plan obviously had to change like because we weren't we didn't have a shot you know, we didn't have a a meaningful chance in the nil. You know, while the game was nil nil. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving thirty three percent with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a fifteen stem bunch of tulips for just nine ninety nine each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
sport is a great thing, Parik, and especially hurling, our sport, the greatest sport that was ever played by any man. They're getting their award today, mixed with this brilliant blend of youth, fire and enthusiasm, and so thrilled for them. Clareman, rivals of ours all our lives. But you know, the Cranberries go up around Crow Park. Dolores wanted their own Parik, magic, magic moment for them. Well, it's a highly emotional Oh no, my stomach is burning here, lads, I tell you. We've been so... We've oh been... dear, oh dear, oh dear. Who's going to win it, guys? Limerick. Excuse me? Dowling! Who on your fire? He didn't go to blow the onion bag after backing it in. He went to place it to the corner. Limerick are on the brink of a historic breakthrough at Crow Park. Limerick better wake up here because Galway are back in the game big time. Proofed it to the top of the nest. Is there any into the drama? Is there any into the drama? Parry? And Galway are within one of Limerick. It's hard to watch. Oh man, I don't know what to say here. Could he possibly, could he possibly, from two, three metres outside his own 45, the greatest sport that was ever played by any man. That's oh, a massive ass. If you wanted one man in the history of Hurland to hit it for you, you might want it to be Joe Kenning. I think the long wait is over. How long is it against the wait? <laughs> well, since 2007. Well, 1973 is the last time they won. Well. Limerick have it! Limerick are coming away with it! Yeah! Oh, if the rest of the world only knew about this sport, this is incredible. Limerick have beaten Galway in 1973. And today, 2000... The All-Ireland Hurling Final is on this Sunday, potentially being played out in some fairly inclement weather conditions. Mm. Something that is being greeted warmly by our senior analyst, Jamie Wall. They are good favourites. Like, you know, it's not it's not going to be, you know, even money either way. I don't think I'd say they're probably mar- marginally actually are fancied and, and rightly so because they're the best they're the best team in Ireland. Like they've won the league, they've won the Munster Championship, despite we say setbacks, we say and people, you know, and, and certain us all at different stages thinking, you know, talk about a long con, like how how many times this year have we been kinda of like, Oh, they're coming back to the pack and they're they're this and they're that and now we're in all their mm-hmm. final and they're and they're and they're and their favourites like you know, it's like the the whole you know thing with the football where we were saying like it's the most open championship in years and who's in the final carry in Dublin it's like you know yeah, like yeah. it's like oh we're back to the 80s again four in a row is is an iconic number I think to be fair like they just seem to have the mental side of the game so wrapped up that you actually don't think it's a thing at all I, there's a danger sometimes you know when with Limerick and we had the same with the Dublin with the great Dublin football team and you know there's a danger to like overanalyze everything they do and think you know oh, they're the best at this or so, like you know like Maliki said like a cigar is just a cigar you know, maybe they're just the best players with the best management and that's it but but they do seem to have so many of these elements you know so well boxed off like like you wouldn't be one bit worried if you were a Limerick person about the occasion here like do you know what I mean? Like you're not worried about the oh will the will the talk of four in a row get to them? I, like honestly, I actually haven't heard any talk of four in a row. They just seem to have controlled all that stuff so well. They just seem to be so good at it. Like you know, like in terms of they're like they're like that Dublin team that we just talk about. You know, they're just that process word that is just such corporate bullshit. But it just it is also fucking a thing. Do you know? So, yeah, it also and, works. And they're so good at it. Like it, exactly. That's what I mean. Like you know, it's like it's. It's a thing. It's it's a cliche for a reason, you know. Like while it is a big thing, like I just I, I just don't feel like that's an angle at all. Like I think, I think if they go and are beaten at the weekend, it'll be more to the fact that Gone Cody said Kilkenny are just a, a good team. Do you know, are they are they a good enough team to win it though, Jamie? Let's nail down a prediction here. Come on. 
Well, that's a different question to the prediction. Are they good enough team to win it? Yes, definitely. Will they win it? We'll have to wait and see. No, um, <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while, so I was like, I'll throw that in. Um, will they win it? No. I, you know, you're going Limerick. Like, I'm going, look, I'm, I am going Limerick. Like, I, and not with any degree of confidence. Keep your money in your pocket at the weekend. Don't don't go to any bookmakers or anything like that. Just go and have a drink and watch the match and enjoy it. Like, because don't go betting on this game. I, I think it's, it is, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if we had a replay. At all. Wouldn't be one bit surprised. It is primed for it. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. In a way, I haven't looked forward to a hurling final in a long, long time. I think the weather is giving that it's going to be absolutely horrible, which I'm really looking forward to as well. That'll be... Do you remember the Kilkenny-Limerick game? It was one of Declan Hannon's first games, I'd say. It was He scored five points in the lashing rain. Yeah, Seamus Hickey won Man of the Match, and he was presented with yeah. his Man of the Match award by a man holding a hawk. Oh, that's the one we did. It. I think you might have yeah, done a bit of a yeah, skit yeah. on that in TV, Murph, or certainly involved the hawk. There might have been a, a false hawk produced to, to Seamus Hickey yeah. when he was on our TV show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 2014, I Was think. it 2014? It was 2014, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was, like, it was biblical rain like it was horrendous like you could you could nearly see the lads abs through the jerseys it was so wet you know it was just horrendous like and it's apparently giving something like that on Sunday and I hope it is because that'll just be it'll be <laughs> you know there'll be yeah, I honestly like you know like I, like we had the 27 degrees last year and the champagne hurling like I want an absolute just horrible dog fight like where they kill each other for 70 minutes on, on Sunday so um, <laughs> that's yeah no, that's that's probably something not many people would expect but yeah that's I'm, I actually really hope it's just this because like you actually people think that oh the rain will suit the, the, the rain suits the best hurlers because your touch has to be 10 times better it's everything is so much harder and it'll just make for uh, there's a reason that the Talton Cup final was actually an unbelievably enjoyable finish the slight slight drop down in level allows for a few more mistakes to be made and it's when mistakes are made that there's a little bit of chaos and that's kind of what's so entertaining like and they're probably yeah, if we yeah. do get that kind of weather that they're giving the control element might be lowered and that could be something to really look forward to just another area Murph where it's hard for the football people the Gaelic football people that is to just match up to the positivity of their mm. it's going to lash rain surely that'll ruin the spectacle no nah, you're, 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 better. your football analyst will say oh it's going to be puke football your yeah. hurling analyst says they'll nah. just nah. showcase more chaos more excitement alright lads alright yeah we've had a great year right great well done cheers mate should be good though Jamie it and really Mal uh, on the show on Monday to talk about that listen that's going to be free to all of you you're going to hear that regardless if you want to hear it but our coverage of Ireland against Canada at the World Cup and our all on football preview and all the other great stuff on next week will be available to World Service members only. You know what to do. Secondcaptains.com. It only costs five euro a month plus fat. If you want, you can just sign up for a month. You can just get, you might, you might just not like the Premier League or something. I don't know. Mm. You can sign up for the rest of everything else up to that and then finish at that point if you so wish. So uh, secondcaptains.com is a place to have a look anyway. Second Captains Podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. And of course, if you sign up, you'll hear all episodes without any ads. Thanks, Murph. Thank you. Thanks for listening. That's the second time it's gone off. Never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports are important. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. 
Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 